You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse um, 20. The Bible says, But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of hearth. That talks about something inferior, something not good. Some to honor and some to dishonor. If any man purge himself from this, it shall be a vessel of honor. Mm. Sanctified for master's use. Prepared unto every good work. Everybody say good work. God bless you. You can have your seats. The Bible says in the great house. There are not only vessels of gold and of silver. But you have of wood and of brass and of earth. And the Bible says. If any man, any man purges himself from this. It shall be a vessel unto honor. Sanctified for the master's use. The great house, I will call it the house of God, the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, you have the right to choose the role that you play in the house of God. But the Bible is saying that we don't only have vessels of honor. We also have vessels of dishonor. That means certain Christians play roles that God does not approve, God does not like. Hallelujah. So anywhere you see a great house, there are all kinds of vessels there. That's what the Bible is saying. There are vessels unto honor and there are vessels unto dishonor. Even in a great house. Hallelujah. Believers community, Christian community, is a wonderful community when we don't have carnal people around. But we can't do without carnal people. Glory to God. And the kingdom is such a way that you choose the role that you play. You choose the role that you play. God forbid if a sister gets pregnant that is not married in church, somehow the news will break out. You know, some people don't visit nobody until they have something to gossip about. Some people follow up, no, evangelism, no, but that evangelistic anointing comes out when there is an issue to talk about. Have you heard? Then they end it by saying, anyway, let's be praying for her. After you have said what you wanted to say. Why do Christians suffer in the hands of other Christians? The Bible says in, the, in a great house. This, is, this has made some people to say, you know, some people don't go to church again because they are offended. But they have not read Matthew 24. Verse 10. The Bible says, Then many shall be offended and shall betray one another. When there is offense, it will be followed by betrayal. Believers will step on your toes. These are the things that we have to share to let people know that as they come into the house of God, they have not come to a perfect place until we get to heaven. Because you yourself, you have talked about other people. You know, I read this story. Perry Stone. It's a pastor in America. And he was talking about what happened to his father's elder brother. He got converted many years ago. And 
that maybe like 60, 70, it's not a young man. But then the father was a pastor. But then the father's brother got converted and was the one that started taking his father to church. So the father too got converted. But then something happened. You see, when Paul prayed in Philippians 1, he said, I pray that you be sincere without offense. I'm sharing this because the rate at which I see Christians pick on themselves. That's why we are Facebook complainers. Oh, I was in this and all those ones. There must have been a reason why Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? Jesus said, no, I did not say seven times. Matthew 18. He said, I said 70 times seven. 490 times. Yes, some people can be unforgiving enough to start counting. You are telling your wife in there, I know what Jesus said. This is 482. <laughs> eight, <laughs> that you are offending me. Well, eight, loku. <laughs> are you with me? Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says, <laughs> that you may approve things that are excellent and be sincere without offense. Paul started, as soon as people get born again, these are the prayers we should pray for them. That you approve things that are excellent. Some things are not excellent. Do you know, almost everybody here, there are people you don't like, you don't interact with, not because they have done anything to you as a person. You receive a testimony from somebody without giving them a chance to explain themselves. You stay with it. How many people do you have opinion about them that you have never met them before? Somebody just said something about them and you receive it. I say this by the grace of God. By the grace of God that I think the leaders know, no matter what you tell me, whether husband or wife or people, I don't make judgment until I speak to the other person. I don't make, no matter how you sound, I have found the futility in all these things. How you believe something that the person crying telling you does not mean it's true. Refuse to take a decision until you, and please make this your principle. Never, if anybody wants to tell you about something, about someone, tell the person, am I allowed to ask the other person? If the person says, don't tell anybody, tell the person, I don't want to hear what you want to say. If you want to talk to me about B, then you must let me ask B also his own side of the story. Do you know, we say Christians, we know many things, but we don't practice them. Once somebody comes to meet us and he begins to tell the story, we listen. And it, it, by now, don't you know by now people tell lies and they tell their own side. Are you new on the face of the earth that you still don't know? That when people break a report, they make the story, they will tell you in a way that way. That's why you should insist on hearing from the other person. Otherwise, the body of Christ, issues upon issues. Even I see pastors fighting. For how long? We must demonstrate the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus told Peter that 40, he said 70 times 7. Because he said, you must understand. Ultimately, what Jesus was telling Peter, that after your salvation, the first thing you must master is, an, is how to forgive. You cannot go find this Christian race if you have not mastered the act of forgiving people. You need to forgive because thou shalt be offended. So the Bible says in Matthew, said, many shall be offended. Not few, many shall be offended. So this guy took his bro the brother. So one, the, the brother was taking, that's the father's brother, his uncle was taking him. What's the father's brother? Is your uncle, which one? Okay, well, nowadays, you know, which one, uncle, nephew, niece, 
which one again? <laughs> Sometimes we mix them up. So it was, they, it would take the father to a fellowship and the father to God born again. And one day, the pastor of the church, he had a son who was a drunkard. And they were praying in church one that this boy came in with a pistol in his hand in America. And he said, you Christian, say you are going to heaven, so let me help you to get there fast. I want to kill somebody. He said, okay, so if you are going to heaven, come this way. Let me send you there. And the father kept saying, drop that gun. He was a son of sorrow to the parents. And when the whole thing was going on, the, this Periston's father, the Periston's uncle, the father was there, the uncle was there. Then the uncle said, shouted at the boy, are you mad? Or? Then the father of the boy told the uncle that, no, don't shout at my son like that. He said, son, drop that gun. And the uncle got so offended. And was like, so the pastor, you were defending your son with a pistol against all of us. But he didn't understand. The father was trying to show the boy love. Just, he knew the boy was not going to, wasn't going to shoot anybody. He was just trying to say that, see, Christ loves you. Don't kill yourself. Drop that gun. So when he shouted out, will you drop that gun? He said, don't talk to my son like that. And the man got offended. He stopped going to church. He said bye-bye to Christ. He started womanizing and enjoying himself for 41 years. The devil was going to kill him in an accident, but his younger brother that he converted, who is now Periston's father, was praying one day and the Lord showed him a vision about the devil wanted to kill his brother. Then he prayed for him and a very terrible accident was averted. Now, for, for, he still didn't come to Christ. He came back to that town one day and he was in an tree, and this pastor's son came in. Now, remember, they are all old. And he came in, and they spoiled each other. They could still recognize him. And he was telling his, his friend that was with him that if this boy messes up today, I will beat him. And I wanted to, but his father stopped then. But to his surprise, the boy came to him, now the man. And he knelt down, he began to cry. And he said, shortly after I did the foolish thing I did that day, I met Jesus Christ. He said, but I was told when I started coming to church that you stopped coming to church and gave up because of what I did and what my father said that day. He said, I'm responsible for your backslide. I'm sorry. Then the guy broke down. Then when he saw it, but his brother told him that for 41 years, the one that sent you away from Christ is now in Christ. 41 years of saying bye-bye to serving God because of an offense, something won. Why do people get offended? Mentally, because they cannot have their way. Do believers gossip? Yes. We are not really not the fact that people do offend people. But how far, how, how, how willing are you to forgive? In the house of God, there will be vessels who will do, Bible says vessels to dishonor. They do things that can really, but have you mastered the art of forgiving other people? But that is what Christianity is built upon. That's what I, I, I was praying and I feel I should share this with us. Nothing in that prayer like unforgiveness, like offense. And as long as in this, we are in this world, you will be offended. People will offend you. But don't live in offense. Hallelujah. Amen. And don't have opinion. Somebody can say things that can shut you forever from someone who will be a blessing to you. Because you are going by what somebody said to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When we first got married, my wife used to say a lot that you, you will find a way of defending everyone. 
Because you just know that it wouldn't work with me to talk about other people. We'll get to the house and I'll be like, she will just come at it and I will just find a reason to defend the person. Why? Because I have not even spoken with the person. I cannot accept that this situation is even... This is very important that we must learn. What I've just shared with you now, see, it's very simple. But it's difficult to walk in except you make up your mind and you prayerfully begin to take a decision that you will see what you hear. Let me give you... Look at Psalm 33 and I'll close. Let's, let's start from verse, verse 10. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the earth. Psalm 34, sorry, Psalm 34, verse 10. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go to verse 10. Young lions do lack and suffer anger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Next verse. Children. He said, come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of God. Verse 12. What man is it that desires life? Please, if your Bible is with you, underline this. Like I told you, we don't pray for long life in God's kingdom. Treat your parents right. You will live long. Honor your father and your mother. It was in Old Testament commandment, but Paul repeated in New Testament again. He said that it may be well with you and that you may live long. So there's no point praying for long life if you are not treating your parents very well. For they say a word, you respond five words, but forget about prayer. So sometimes we know what to do, but we start praying. But God is glorified when you do what you should do. How many people do honor their parents sincerely? They might have done a lot of things to you, but do you still love and honor them? So the Bible is clear about that. So if I want to live long, I just need to honor my parents. I don't need to start praying for long life. Are you following me? But of course, you can pray for divine protection. Because enemies are around. <laughs> Even though you are not your people. What man desires life? I want to ask you that. Please ask your neighbor that question. That Do you desire life? And then he says, and love it many days. Ask your neighbor, do you love many days? That means do you love to live long? That he may see good. Say, do you love to see good things of life? Look at the next verse. Keep, oh, and thy lips from speaking. He said, do you love long life? You love many days and you want to see good. You want life to be at peace with you. He said, there is one thing you need to watch, your tongue. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. Next verse. Depart from evil, do good. He said, seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. Be able to stand before the old world and know that there is nothing in your heart against anybody. Seek peace and pursue it. He said with that, you are going to have a good life. That's the pathway into having a good life. And this is, this is deep. I can continue where I stop in Bible study and begin talking about the Holy Spirit, His voice and everything. But what about little, little things we call things like this? Do you know how many churches have been started? How many churches people started on the ground of offense? They got offended here and went to start. I don't attend such church. You pollute my spirits. How many fractions, fights here and there? How many siblings will not even talk to one another again? Probably you are listening to me this morning. You have siblings that you will not talk to. On your wedding day, it took the last meet. So there was no meet for your friend. 
and seven years have come and gone after the word, you are still remembering. He said something to your wife, said something to your husband. When you brought in home, the person wanted to marry, everybody was against the person, you are against everybody also. Can you imagine people of the same parents not talking? Do you have siblings you are competing with? At what time in our faith do we let go of all these things? Praise the Lord. You see, I have reached a point by the grace of God where I can't get offended. Things can get to me, maybe the Spirit of God takes it off. And when you are a pastor, you suffer for, you suffer for many things. I hope you know. I'm, you must be prepared to suffer. Ah, you suffer. When a woman comes to report her husband or the husband, when people sit before you and they have any issues in marriage, what the wife wants is for you to blame the husband. And what the husband wants for you to blame the wife. And if you don't succumb to that, you are in trouble. People have spoken with me before. And I said, from what you have said, sister or brother, I don't think you should do this. And they will add me to the list and start fighting me also. I've been experiencing that from when I was investing, so I'm used to it. That's how it happened. Two friends. Somebody comes to me. To, he wants you to blame this person. And you're like, sorry, I was not part of the body. Looking at it from outside now. I don't think uh -huh, they leave your office and you are the next person. The couples who have done that, you know, I look at it and I still love them. I'll just be in my heart that, oh, that you know. At least now my own dead I sat. Now, I was not in the house when you were fasting, but you have just added me to the list now. Somebody, and usually it's the most volatile person who wants you to blame the other person. When you don't, then you see, at a time you must learn to accept the art of surrender. If you are trying to win every point at all times, you will get into trouble. People can even win a point and lose their life. Sometimes learn to let go and live in peace with all men. It is true. It's not about me alone or about. If you, you God forbid, are your husband, you're having a problem, and you meet somebody older than you, and he says this is the matter, learn to accept. Don't hate that person also for not seeing things from your own perspective. Are you with me? Yes, Did you get what I've just said now? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As you walk with the Lord, make up your mind never to live in offense. This church. As you join, for all of you that are just joining, we don't pray that it should happen, but there's a likelihood that somebody will offend you here. Should that translate into anger, boycott, and all those things? People will offend you. Sometimes you see some first timers, and after they say, Why are you not as this one and that day? No, 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 no. I, I, what I'm dealing with today is an issue all over the body of Christ. Why? There are believers who have attended up to 15 different churches. They offend you here, you go here. They offend you here, you go there. They very soon you should go to heaven also. Because that's where they, nobody will offend you. That's why people stay at home. They don't want to talk to anybody. Say, they, uh, it's just me and my wife. Uh, say, I'm done, I'm done. I say this honestly. But those who say that I'm done with church, I'm done with this, I'm done with that, you know. I see a lot of them on Facebook and I feel sorry for them. Number one, when you give a life to Christ, who did you give a life to? The church or Jesus Christ? And I want to tell you something and I'll close with this. Love the body of Christ. 
your love for Christ, when we say this on Facebook, it annoys those who hate church. Christians who quote scriptures but they hate church. It's because they don't know what they are saying. Let's read something from Acts chapter 9. Have you met a person telling a lady before, I love you so much, I only love your head. But from your shoulder. <laughs> but they do know that that, who, who is the head of the church? Jesus. How can a person say he loves Christ and he does not love church? And you are going to share and say, all these churches, all these churches, you are abusing the owner of the body. They don't know. Right now, this message will go out. It will annoy some of them more. Because they believe that they are called to fix the church. Fix it. All of that. <laughs> when I come across one day, I'll just laugh, you know. It's amazing. Jesus said to him, I say not unto thee. No, as he gave me um, Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And so, yet bringing out traitors and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Oh, do you know every Christian belongs to Jesus? But this is where it gets so sweet. But look at when Jesus was talking to Paul. Verse 4. Can you imagine? And he fell to the earth when Jesus appeared to him on the way. This is Jesus now. The Bible, the person recorded it or Luke that wrote the book of Acts. Luke said Paul was persecuting the disciples of the Lord. From Luke's perspective, he said, we are God's people. But look at how Jesus defined his own disciple. He fell to the ground and he heard the voice saying, Saul, Saul, why? Everybody read the remaining words together. Did you see why you persecuting my people there? Jesus personalized it. Hi. Sir, if the Bible is correct, and this, if the scripture is true, do you know any word will speak against the church against Jesus Christ? Yes, Paul was killing Christians, was not killing Jesus. But Jesus appeared and he said, why are you persecuting me? 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 And he said, it is hard for you to kick against the bridge. People don't know. They don't know. I told them on ways and I said with all humility, is a correction. In the last how many days now, Joseph Prince has been trying to correct some of the things he has said before. And my brother was like saying that I think he needs that damage control. And he came out to say that I heard that people are preaching measures of grace and that they are attacking, they are, they, are, they are ruthless with everybody, they are not submitting to anybody. And he said, many of them are claiming that they are following me. And he said that if you listen to my message and you are not part of a local assembly, you will get into error. He said it himself. And he said, I also hear the way they attack tithe and all those things. And he began to teach on tithing. There is a rebellious spirit in the atmosphere. I have some people doing some terrible things in the name of the Lord. No doubt about that. Say, if you know anywhere you are and you see that there is error there, why don't you live and go elsewhere? That's why there are many churches. So when we get to heaven, nobody will have an excuse. If you say there are two casco here, God will show you the ones where they are. So why didn't you go there? You see, there are problems, those who move away from there. It's not about church. They cannot submit to anybody. One of them, of I just mentioned one day that anybody without a track record of soul winning, discipling of souls, praying to mature people, who goes social media to talk to the church, is unqualified to say anything. He paid one of them. He did like several posts the following day on me. But the truth of the matter remains. It doesn't win any soul. You talk to people won by other people. Because that's where the work is. Fold your hand. Go and win the soul and train the soul. But you cannot. But you can tell them what is wrong with every other person. You think it's that easy? They all, they have the, field, they have the, the field is everywhere. Now get out. 
Start preaching to people. Rent it all. Start discipling them. Start raising them. You will understand what it means to be a pastor. When you will be so misunderstood that you get to your house, you will need the Holy Spirit to hold you. When all they will promise I will be there, in the morning I will be there, and then you get there. <laughs> I preached to an empty church before. I told, many of you know the story. In this church, that was the only one who came for service. Moments like that. <laughs> and when the service was almost ending, somebody walked in. Who is Paul Shade? And she, she said, where is everybody? I just said, I said, they are coming. On my way, I said, Lord, why are you embarrassing me? I said, I was already okay. When nobody came, I was okay to do the service alone. I said, you brought a first-timer on a day when the pastor was the only one in church. How will she come back? I said, and the last week we were seven. If she came last week, she would meet some other people. I was so sure she would never come back to the church again. Not only did she come back, she's a pastor today. Hallelujah. You see, there is a way that seems right unto him. God is not man. Bible says, God is not a man. God is not a man. God is not a man. This is coming like a revelation to me. If you, I'm talking to a young man now, you are seeking to get a car because you think it will put you in a better position to ask out someone, then that is not God. As you are, if God is there, she will love you. Then the car will come after she says yes. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> That's a consolation to one guy now. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> time for action. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? You, you, you are looking from woman point of view. If David wanted to be a little taller to face Goliath, he would never do it. Saul gave me some. He said, I don't need your armor. What I have is enough. I think I preached a message like that before. What you have is enough. So Jesus said that my people that tells that among us, among us, be careful about what you say about another Christian. It is true. When Paul saw this, in Acts chapter 20, he began to tell the people. Now he was talking to Shepherd, and anytime I read this as a pastor, it touches me deeply. Let's read. I'll close with that one. That will be the last place we'll read. Acts 20. Let's go around that verse 25, 26. 25, 26. He said, Behold, I know among all of whom I am gone preaching, kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Next verse. Wherefore I take you to record this, I am pure from the blood of all men. Next verse. These are strong words coming from Paul. I am not shown to declare unto you the counsel of God. But you know, in the midst of this, people still turn against Paul also. And he mentioned their names. Go on, go on. Next verse. He said, Take it therefore unto yourself. He was talking to the elders of the church. And unto the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made the overseers to fill the church which he had purchased with his blood. Ah. Many years ago, as a pastor, I read this and I trembled. If I'm a pastor here, all of you belong to the Holy Ghost, and Jesus bought you with his blood. And what you bought with blood, you don't joke with. Whatever you buy with your blood, you cannot joke with. So, that a person is a pastor does not give him qualification. To behave anyhow. The people he presides over belong to Jesus. And he did not buy them with money. He bought them with his own blood. So Paul started warning the elders that don't think that your time has come. These people you are leading, 
they belong to Jesus and precious price was paid for them. That means Jesus will ask after each one of them. He says, so the Holy Ghost made the overseer and you are accountable to him. I told them when addressing the cell leaders yesterday, churches have been in this Lagos at the forefront. And if I mention their name, you don't know them. Before I did, Pastor Nibu, you sure they go. Some people were more popular than them. They are still alive. They have disappeared to oblivion. Every pastor's country is in the hands of God. When you are not pleasing the master again, he puts into darkness. Your volume goes low and nobody hears you again. Nobody needs to fight for God. It's more than not to fight for himself. We have gone to a church where we sat outside before. Years after I went to the same church and they could not fill the first four rooms. And the pastor is still there. It's as if everyone just silenced his voice. And the next thing that happened was that, come and see, right now they take him around walking. One disease. I'm not saying every pastor that is sick, but in that case, because I knew some things. He is God. So church is a very sensitive place and we have to be very careful. Jesus believes he pays for every Christian. So he watches what we say about other people. I get what I'm saying. He said, why are you persecuting me? So why are you gossiping about me? Why are you discussing me? So if I call for and I begin to talk about uh, Branetan, that means the way Jesus sees it. I am actually persecuting not Branetan but Jesus Christ. This is very important. Why do saints join their hands together and they pray? When they threaten them in that of apostles, they prayed and the heart shook immediately. Why don't we have resort like that? The Bible says, if any two of you shall agree as touching anything shall be done. The reason why we agree together and pray and nothing much happens, even after fasting, is the fact that we should ask ourselves questions. Are we truly agreeing? The people I pray with, don't I say something else about them behind? And once I do that, we have disqualified the prayer. So one of the things you seek for in your life is that who are the five people in your life that you are sure if there is any truth, they can punch you in your house. But when they come out of that house, they will never tell any other person what is between you. When you do something wrong and people are talking, they are not going to talk about it. But when they see you alone in the house, they can beat you up. But when somebody else tries to tell you, they say, no, no, don't talk about my friend. Those are real people. They are not psychophants. They will tell you the truth. But they are not going to allow any other person to come around and persecute you. But they will tell you the truth. Maybe you have three friends like they come to your house. They hear that you, you, you slap or something between you and your wife. They make sure your wife is not. They come and meet you and say, oh, girl, are you okay? Next time you talk, that lady will beat you up. But then outside, they protect you. So you feel free to tell them anything. Say, these are friends that my life is safe with. You know that whatever you tell them. You can lie down and tell your children that if, if nobody is praying for me right now because of bad things I've done, this one, this one, this one, I know they are praying for me. I know they are disappointed what I did, but they won't tell anybody. They will not forsake me. They are praying for me, and soon they will come here and talk to me. Do you have people like that around you? A church can get to that point that that is how we all operate. Real disciples of Jesus Christ. We live in purity. We tell one another truth, but we don't betray one another and say things. Oh, too many places people lift up only hands, but there are issues between them. And it hinders their prayer. If the Bible is correct, anytime two or three people should pray together, something miraculous should happen. If it's not happening, check those who are praying with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes people finish praying with you and they are still talking in unbelief. It will affect the prayer. But majorly people gossip a lot. You are permitted to walk to up to any Christian that you know 
and you can tell the person, I don't like this thing you are, you are, you are doing. Brother, you are a member of HOD, you still drink, it is wrong, stop it. Tell him there and leave it. Now, if it's a, a person in the church and it's not listening, then take him to one of the leaders and report before him. That, for, for, before you take, tell him that, see, since I've told that you, you are not listening, I'm going to report to pastor. So he knows that this is not gossip. You've already told him that you're going to report him because you want to help him. Because some people report some matters to Paul. But before reporting, you own the person first of all. Tell the person. You know, this thing I've told you is the most difficult thing for Christians to do. Before we tell the person, we would have told other people. And the person is just a phone call away. You hear something, you start giving opinion, and then you talk about you are not even asking. We should be careful of what we believe and we accept. I say this before God, and I say it with all humility. My wife will say, You can ask her. No matter what she tells me, I don't care that it's coming from her. I see it, I ask questions, and I'll be like, I need to see the other person. She knows. You cannot successfully tell me something about one person. I will make my judgment only if I have spoken to you. First of all, I will invite you. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm sharing this with you because I want every member of the church to copy this. Why? We are going to a place where there must be a church that will solve all these problems. Too many hearts in many places. Till just before Jesus comes, we will see our some babes in our midst. But can we step beyond this and stop offending one another and stop receiving evil reports? about that people. It's important. And I'm speaking this to the global church. Can believers stop receiving and believing something that you have not verified? It's so easy to believe something negative about people. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Shall we rise? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.